Hi guys, uh, this is Yod Sivan, the 10th of Sivan. We're up to Parak Gimel of Sherech of Emuna. Um, this is part one of two. So, Parak Gimel is the third part of Sh- third Parak of Sherech of Emuna. <laughs> um, basically, Sherech of Emuna thus far has been talking to us about what it actually means that Hashem is one. Because that's really the theme of Sherech of Emuna, that you could you know, walk around the world and be like, yeah, there's one God, there's one God, there's one God. But Sherech of Emuna is taking us to a place where we're not only aware that there is one God, but we are going to become aware that God is actually the only existence. And the implications of that, what that's going to mean about our lives and what that's going to mean about ourselves, what that's going to mean about our purpose and what that's going to mean about you know, the way we think about ourselves when we wake up in the mirror and about our desire to do a mitzvah and about there's, there's, there's very large implications of understanding that mamish everything is Hashem, um, like Enan Mavade. And we're kind of, we're, we're walking towards there, we're going towards there. So um, one of the implications, as the altar said in the introduction, is that this is going to lead us to a tremendous love of Hashem. It's going to lead us to a tremendous internal state of, of love. Um, and if you think about it, it kind of, it makes sense. Like love is alignment. Love is when you're showing up with your full self and and being seen by your as your full self and the kind of in that state of, of fullness, you know, and of, of completeness, you know, and like, if we're going to talk about Yiddishkeit and we're going to talk about, you know, this goal of Yiddishkeit of having this relationship with Hashem and being in this relationship with God and dear to him and all the stuff that that means. And then we're going to look around the world and we're going to be like, okay, so we're going to reveal Hashem everywhere. But then there's so many parts of creation that like Hashem isn't welcome into, or so many parts of me that Hashem isn't welcome into, or, you know, like, then Alder is basically saying, like, if we're really going to do this avoda, you guys, he's, he's telling us, he's like, you guys need to know the truth. And that is that there is no part of you and no part of the world that isn't part of this relationship and that isn't part of the unity, of, that isn't part of Hashem. There's nothing, like literally nothing. And it's like, the Hasidus was the beginning of Mashiach. We, we know that, you know, like, it's it's crazy actually. I always, whenever I think about that, like, oh, Hasidus came in the world as this preparation for Mashiach, as like the opening our eyes to to experience Mashiach, essentially, you know, it's like, okay, so really? And then it's like, you look at the world and you realize that literally the Baal Shem, the years of the Baal Shem Tov just literally aligns with the years of the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> and it's like, what happened because of the Industrial Revolution? Like, you go up into the sky now and you go into an airplane and the entire world is covered in lights. You can literally see wherever there is land because it's full of light. <laughs> and it's like, that happened at this... For after there was thousands of years of creation like and suddenly at the same time the physical reality is completely reflecting the spiritual reality which is the physical reality of like suddenly we have light and light is just one aspect of it like we have we're we're in the future you know what i mean we are literally in the future i mean literally though like you just think about the world being filled with light and at the same time as that the world being filled with light from chasidus too of what is the light that chasidus is bringing us it's literally the light of like seeing what is actually happening it's turning on the lights and seeing reality clearly seeing ourselves clearly and at in Shariqa what the Altar is teaching us to see clearly is that there is no space in time there is no part of anything that is not completely one with Hashem and that is not just a reflection of Hashem um, and it's like turning on the lights to, to that reality which is essentially Mashiach reality and literally the ultimate state of relationship with God. So...
that being said, Paragimel, um, oh wow, I didn't even say what we're coming from. Okay, Paragimel is basically coming from Parag Aleph and Parag Bays, which have been saying that two things. Parag Aleph said, everything is Devre Havaya. Literally, what things are is it's the Aser Maimaris translated into a physical thing. Literally, if that physical thing, if you were to open it, you would see that what it is is it's Devre Havaya making up the shape of that thing. And obviously, that English language doesn't actually apply here. You know what I mean? But that that is reality of Ravaya. Perak Bays were saying that not only is reality of Ravaya that Hashem spoke and now the thing exists. That would be like I create something, and now that thing exists independent of me. But what we said in Perak Bays is that reality as it exists is only what it is because Hashem is creating it right now. There is no such thing as Hashem created the world. There's no world that Hashem created. If the world is existing, it's because Hashem is creating it, yesh me'ayin, something from nothing, in this exact moment. And it's, that's what the Altar said. It's like, you want a miracle? Like, look at life. Look at reality. Reality is a constant miracle because a miracle is something changing, something shifting, something not of the ordinary. And that's, that's life. Life and any given moment is not ordinary because it is reality coming from a state of nothingness. And nothingness meaning Hashem without creation. <laughs> Ayin really is... Hashem himself, you know, that's really what I is it's not nothing, it's just Hashem as he exists beyond creation so now we know that everything is Hashem and that everything is constantly created, and now Paragimel is going to bring us into a I love Paragimel, I think okay, I'm sorry I feel like I say this a lot, but I think Paragimel might be one of my favorite prakim of Tanya at ever <laughs> because it's actually, it's just it's absolutely precious what the Altar is giving us in Paragimel, that Dr. was basically going to take everything that we just learned and kind of, you know, add to it a little bit more. And then we're going to see that Paragimel is actually going to end in a question. And the question of Paragimel, the way that Paragimel ends is, should I tell you guys or should I wait? Dun, 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 dun. I'll just say it because it adds to the, you know, something to look out for. The way Paragimel ends is the question of, if all this is true, if all of reality is actually only Hashem, how do we exist? How is reality here if this is the real if this is true? And, and the the powerful thing about this question is like it's kind of the goal of Shayokhad Muna, this turning reality on its head, realizing that we've been asking the wrong questions. You know, the question isn't why the questions aren't what, like what what questions do we ask now? Oh, how do I micromanage life to make it fit the way that I want it to look? How do I you know, this part of me doesn't fit into my relationship with God. Oh no, I have to get rid of it. Whatever. All these different questions that we have about our lives. And it's like Sharakhadamuna is shifting that on our head and saying, The question isn't how do I micromanage the situation and how do I navigate and how do I you know, this is like a zone it's like a going upwards and realizing that the real question is actually how is this even here in the first place? How is this here? How, not how do I get rid of this part of me? The question of Shariqa Moon is how did I end up? How did I become? How did? How is it possible that I'm a person who is seeing a part of me as something other than the reflection of Hashem? How is that possible? That's the question of Shariqa Moon. Not how do I how do I get rid of this part? It's how do how is it possible that I have a part of me that does not look like it's reflecting God? <laughs> like that's the question here, and it's a wild question. And it's like not that we can we can't ask this question all the time, but that's actually I once learned that 
Paragimel actually ends with that question because the altar is teaching us that, that that's a question that we have to constantly have in our minds. We have to constantly let ourselves live in that state of it's not, it's not, it's not regular <clears throat> that I'm not seeing Hashem inside of me. It's not regular. It's, it's not normal. You know, like it's not that this is the status quo. Like this is odd, you know? And the question is, is the, that question of like, how is it possible that I'm living a life where I'm not feeling myself as a reflection of Hashem and that I'm not engaging with my story as the most amazing Hashkacha Pratis story of all of life. That, that same way that that child comes home from school telling the Hashkacha Pratis story. That's how I should be talking about my life. This is a miracle. This is div- divinity manifesting through the exact format of my life. Like, you know, and it's like, the question isn't how, the question literally is, how come I'm not seeing that? How is it possible that I'm seeing a reality that does not look like it's God if in reality, everything is God? It's an amazing question, honestly. <laughs> okay, let's go inside. Paragimel. Following these words of truth, every discerning person will understand clearly. We will all clearly see that everything that appears to have its own entity, all the nivras, are actually nothing. Are actually nothing. We're going to explain that in a second. It's nothing in relation to the activating force within the creation, which is creating it constantly in this exact moment, bringing it forth into being, out of non-being, from, from I into yesh. So just a quick note on this of what do we mean when we say that we disappear? Oh, so when, if God is here, if, we, if I realize that I'm actually God, then I become I and Nefes. What does that mean? So just notice for a moment the word ayin. We're saying that everything comes from God, from the state of ayin, right? And then becomes a yesh. And when we realize that everything is actually ayin, we become ayin. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> we become God. We don't disappear. We be, what disappears when we tap into this consciousness is the parts of me that say, God isn't here. I'm separate from God. I'm alone. I am dirty. I am something other than a reflection of Hashem himself. I'm something other than beauty. I'm something other than than confidence and glory. Something other than that. That disappears. Because when you realize that all of reality is only the reflection of Hashem, is only Hashem's breath breathing it into being in this exact moment, all the things that are saying that's not true disappear. <laughs> you know, it's literally like if you... It's just, I can't think of an example right now, but it's basically like if you're thinking that something's true and then you suddenly see the actual truth, the thing that wasn't true just disappears. But it, it, what you're left with is the truth. And the truth is, is that Hashem created us, Barashas Bar him. You know what I mean? And so what's left of us and what's left of life isn't non-existence. Is what you're left, what's left of life is what would be the, the time that there becomes non-existence is if Hashem takes away his creating energy. What we're saying now is that when you realize that all of life is only Hashem's creating energy, what's left of life is Hashem's creating energy, is literally life as it is, this intensely divine, magical thing. 
And it's like you look at suddenly reality around you becomes this reflect- reflection of Hashem. And it's like, okay, so let's just do a few more paragraphs. Okay. And the reason that all things appear to us as existing and tangible and the yesh means yesh as opposed to ayin, meaning something that doesn't, that isn't God as opposed to only a reflection of Hashem. Because we do not comprehend or see with our physical eyes the power of Hashem and the breath of His mouth, which is the created thing. But if the eye were permitted to see and to comprehend the life force and spirituality which is in every created thing, which is flowing into it from that which comes from the mouth of Hashem, then the physicality, materiality, and tangibility of the creature would not be seen by our eyes at all. Because it is completely nullified in relation to the life force and spirituality which is within it. Because without the spirituality within it, it would be as not and absolutely nothing. Without the Hashem's breath flowing within that thing. But not flowing within that thing like that thing exists and now it's flowing within that thing. Without the Hashem's breath is the thing. <laughs> and without it, it would literally be unexistent. Because you could say, if Hashem's breath wasn't the thing, then without Hashem's breath, you would say, okay, so there's a shell of something now. There's a keli of something now. What we're saying is that the entirety of the thing would disappear. <laughs> it would be as if it never existed. Because the thing always has been only Hashem's breath breathing it into being. The spirituality that flows into it from that which is proceeds from the mouth of Hashem and His breath, that alone continuously brings it forth from not and nullity into being and gives it existence. So just a quick note here. If anybody's ever heard of the string theory, I don't know if you thought of it and you even thought of it on your own just from hearing these words of Tanya, but as a concept of science, it's called string theory. And it's essentially that what makes up mat what makes up matter, what makes up physical space, is actually nothing other than vibrating strings. It's elect I believe it's the electrons in each atom kind of dancing with each other, jumping around inside of each atom. But dun, 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 here's the crazy thing, okay? At this point, science is saying that each atom is actually ninety-nine percent empty space. Okay? 99% empty space, each atom. And we know that everything is made out of atoms. So you're going to look around and you're going to say, oh my God, so how the heck am I seeing things if, if things are actually just empty space, 99% empty space? I'm not seeing 99% empty space. I'm seeing 100% full space, meaning I'm seeing a physical thing. I'm looking at a table right now that looks full. It looks like physical. So how am I seeing it? Because in each atom, this is what string theory says, in each atom, there is these tiny little particles, which is this 1% of actual existence within each atom, that are jumping around and moving around so fast that our eyes perceive reality as physical and that our bodies perceive reality as actually there, but in reality, everything is actually 99% empty space. It doesn't end up being 99% empty space because of these atoms that are flowing around. It, it in essence, kind of like creates things. But if you were to look in a microscope, in a in the microscope that would allow you to see this, you would see things would disappear. Things would literally disappear because when you get down to actually seeing the atom, the atom, there is nothing in the atom other than this one percent of particles that are jumping around with each other, creating this web of strings dancing. You know, 
um, causing the thing to, causing the thing to end up being. So it's like you hear the author say this, like If the eye were permitted to see and to comprehend the life force and spirituality, which is in every created thing, thing. and it's just like <laughs> I want to cry. Honestly, I'm so overwhelmed. It's like literally like we can do that now. Like, the author wrote this, like, what, at this point, it's like 200, year, 200 years ago about, and it's like, the author was literally saying, like, if I could see this, we would be able to see this. And it's like, we can literally see this now. We can see that reality isn't all it looks like it is. And again, it's not that once you see that those atoms, what's actually happening inside of each physical thing, suddenly things appears. No, the thing is still here. But you see that it's more than just this big plank of wood. There's a life in this. There's, there's energy in this. There's, there's vitality flowing in this. This is a miracle. Like this is not just here because it's here. The world isn't just like a big globe full of stuff. Like there is, everything is alive. Literally everything is alive. And so in string theory, you know, they call it electrons, they call it strings and whatever. And essentially what we're saying is that the, the thing that is enlivening each thing, the the life force of each thing, the thing that's causing each thing to be is Hashem, it's the Ebershard, it's Hashem himself. And that's much more exciting than saying strings because if it's Hashem himself, then what that means is that nothing is just here. <laughs> imagine, it's like, imagine if you were to be told, and honestly, I bet that even string theory says this too. It's a, it's a crazy thing. You got to look it up, but it gets all the way to the extent of like, how there's actually like 10 dimensions and it's all happening on 10 different dimensions, which are the 10 spheres. It's just, it's crazy. But anyways, if it's just electrons, okay, fine. So it's just all random. But what we're saying is that the life force within, within each thing, which is the thing itself, meaning the thing is not the thing except for the life force that is causing it to be right now. And what we're saying that is, what we're saying is, is that that life force is mamish the abishters is actually Hashem. It's Hashem's desire. It's Hashem's love. It's Hashem's will for that thing to be. And suddenly, it's like you look around, and you're like, wow okay okay (laughs) the world looks just a bit more beautiful you know because the world isn't just here nothing is just here from physicality we're we're, when we're saying mamushas we're saying literally physicality like the wood the the pen the table the book the the stuff of the stuff around us that all becomes literally divinity but then also the parts of me that are mamushas the parts of me that until now i've been seeing as just isness as just yesh with no ayin, as just this is what it is and this is what it's going to be and I, you know, this is going to mess things up and that messed things up and because of that, like all of these things that just don't aren't breathing the truth of this is actually Hashem, suddenly when you realize that all of those things are only what they are because Hashem is breathing Himself into, in, a, in the way that looks like those things, like the breath is forming that thing (laughs) and suddenly it's like okay 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 (laughs) like okay (laughs) anyways the last line of today's tanya im kane and if so if all of this is true that literally all of this all of reality is only the divinity within inside within it and again not within it meaning that the keili would exist even without the without the life without the divinity the keli too is the keli too is Hashem. The entirety of each thing, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, 
all of it is only the Abishur's breath. Fs Beladai Be'emes. There is literally and absolutely nothing except for him. And it's like suddenly you can kind of get that. Like there's only God, no exceptions, because all of the things that until now we've been saying, oh, well, there's only God, but but that, you know, there's only God, but the table, yeah, so I should have created the table, great. There's, but there's only God, but yeah, I made a mistake and it really is going to mess up my life forever. And what we're saying is that each of those things from the physical all the way forwards, if this applies to the physical, by gosh, it applies to everything. Even though I wonder if it's actually harder to believe this about parts of ourselves, you know, than, and experiences in ourselves than physical, I, I wonder. <laughs> but literally, FS, Biladai, the MS, there's absolutely and only ever, only the Ebishter. So, Lachayim, the to be continued part two of this tomorrow. Okay. <laughs>